Hello and welcome into the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining us. A lot to get to today. Excited to talk about some Clemson football. We got some Clemson basketball, little men's soccer. It's it's that wonderful time of year when all these sports are are summer finishing up and some are just getting started and underway in the fall. There's a little bit of Christmas in the air. Thanksgiving's just around the corner. Lots of good meals coming up. Uh, super pumped about that. We got a lot of fun celebrations. Uh, there's definitely a chill in the air, especially been in the upstate in the past week or so. It has definitely uh, turned more into the winter side than it has been into the uh, fallish side. Um, so, <laughs> with that being said, let, let's get into football because you know I was at the game on Saturday and that was a fun one. It definitely got cold. Is what makes me think of that. Uh, but the Tigers won forty to ten against the Miami Hurricanes. They've moved to ten and one on the season. Tigers have obviously, you know, they just won ten games. They've now won twelve uh, seasons in a row, ten games or more. Just crazy stat. I think that's just been super impressive. And I know it gets talked about, you know, that that kind of a streak. You know, the Tigers really fought last year to keep that alive, and to do it again already in the regular season is just it, it, it's impressive, you know, and when there's still a lot of things that I know that, that, that fans or different people are looking for to, to, to be a little bit desiring more, you know, even the coaches too, and still win 10 games already and have even played South Carolina. It, it's still impressive to me. You know, I know that the whole, like the best of standard, of course, and, you know, we had, there was Clemson had a run of six uh, playoffs in a row and, you know, national title games and, two, you know, two since 2016 and all, all those things. But, to win 10 games 12 years in a row is really hard. And I think just wanting to celebrate that, it's a big deal. And Dabo definitely mentioned that in the post-game press conference. And the win also made it 40 in a row um, uh, home games that the Tigers have won. It's the fifth longest streak I saw in the last 100 years of college football. They've won 40 in a row at home. The last time they lost, of course, was against Pittsburgh with the field goal in 2016, like 43-42. And they haven't lost since then. Like these seniors, if they win on Saturday, will have never lost. I think they'll be 26-0 by the time that happens. They're 25-0. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, there's just some crazy stats I was hearing. Like this senior class is, you know, Clemson's been ranked number one. 25 times, like 25 weeks, this senior class will have been ranked number one 14 times. You know, and I'm assuming, you know, I don't think we're getting the Clemson's getting there this year, but I mean, man, that's just, there's some crazy stats that are just been a part of this team. And I think overall, you know, there's a lot of good things to talk about from the game, you know, um, I think especially defensively, I thought it was super impressive. Miami just could not move the ball, especially in the first half. I mean, there was just not a whole lot they could do. Now, obviously, Tyler Van Dyke was out. Um, quarterback who's been on and off you know, this year. They started Brown, uh, put in Jake Garcia second half. But they had nine total yards in the first half. It's not a typo. Not not a, a miss misspoke. I didn't misspeak. Nine total yards. I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy. You know, uh, Tigers were up twenty four nothing at halftime. You know, I mean that's pretty hard. I mean, I, going into this game, 
for Miami to have a chance, they would have had to uh, not let Clemson get ahead early, control the game, control the clock, and let Clemson make mistakes. And Clemson made some mistakes. Like they turned the ball over three times. I mean, Clemson's been, you know, past few games has been a little bit turnover prone rather than earlier in the season. But uh, they, it was just, it was too much, and, and they couldn't come behind. Uh, come from behind. So obviously the total ended up being 40 to 10, covered the spread, uh, the over, and um, the, the the spread line. A lot, a lot of good things to talk about. I mean, DJ went 22 of 34 for 227 yards. He had two touchdowns, had the one pick uh, for a QBR of 84.2. Uh, he also ran the ball 17 times for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it didn't seem like it as much during the game, but uh, what seemed like that Miami was doing on defense is basically in the read option game, they just said they're going to take away Shipley, basically making DJ beat them with his legs. And, you know, for a good chunk of the game, he was he was doing that. You know, um, he seems to really like getting the ball and like running the ball, I mean, and just getting his feet wet in the game. And he just likes he just likes getting hit. And I think that part of the game has just been emphasized a little bit more like we've talked about this time of year versus like maybe waiting until the playoffs. And so he was a leading rusher on the day. Will Shipley, you know, 17 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. Phil Moffa had a few carries. It's good to see Kobe Pace got handed off. He got a touchdown. That was really good to see him on the field. I know he's been battling injury and just had a lot of tough luck, you know, in a three running back room and just hasn't been available. So he's, he's now become the third back guy. Um, so, but still, he he's been in a. It's been good to see him. You know, I really felt like DJ was like his. The passing game was it was a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more over the middle. That was a great catch by Davis Allen for the first touchdown. He got a running touchdown. Um, you know, Jake Burningstool got him a couple times, and Tony Williams. Like it was really spreading the ball out. Um, so that was good. I would say. Would like to see a little bit more, um, maybe in the wide receivers. You know, how the two freshmen were leading there. Spectre had a couple catches. It just definitely was um, getting the ball over the middle and on the out, uh, you know, outs on the sidelines. So, I mean, they were 14 or 19 on third down. Uh, when you look at total yards and pulling that up, it was 447 to 98. And that was super impressive to hold Miami under 100 yards. I don't care, you know, who's a quarterback or anything. It's tough. Like, that's like a super hard thing to do, you know, and a team that was probably going to rely on more on the rushing game. And they only, they only got 30. So 240 passing, 207 rushing. So I think the huge part of this is that Clemson got the ball and you know, a lot of times nowadays you want to defer and wait till the second half to get the ball. And, and Dabba talks about the middle eight or, um, you know, the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half. So it's a lot of that. But, um, but when you lose the coin flip, I don't remember exactly, but Clemson just got the ball first and just was dominant. They had a nine-yard touchdown run, the seven-yard touchdown run. I mean, they were just chewing up clock. I mean, they were on their third possession already. You know, going into the second quarter, and Miami, you know, hadn't even gotten anything going. So, I think some of those things were huge. Uh, big player on defense, Jeremiah Trotter, was just everywhere. That was that was really good to see. Trenton Simpson had a couple big plays. 
seems like they're going to keep um, keep Trotter where he was when Simpson was out last week and keep Simpson back, you know, where he was last year. Um, so Trotter at the weak and, and, and Simpson at the strongs. That seemed to work really well. Uh, Clemson was able to just get a lot of pressure. I thought that, you know, played better on the back end. And really when you look at it, like they really only gave up a couple of big plays. You know, had they had the one long um, run for Brown, you know, had a 40-yard run. And then Will Mallory had a 27-yard catch. But that's 67 on the 98 yards right there, those two plays. And, you know, there was a blown assignment. You know, it looks like Makuba maybe like just mid-rest, mid um, misspoke the, the misread the sign. I mean, like on the second play where there's a guy wide open, if he catches it, the ball's thrown right there. That's a touchdown. But other than a couple things like that, I, there it really was a good day, and, and you got to see you know some seniors get in. I think the thing that was that's still a question mark or still something that that to to be noted of of improvement is that the first half went really well. I mean, it's hard to chalk up a better first half. And then the the, the third quarter was just kind of weird. It just caught, the, the game got kind of a little bit, I don't say stale, but just kind of got a little bit muddy. You know, there's that, you know, play where they got the safety, which is good, but then Miami moved the ball a little bit, got a field goal, turned the ball over a little bit. Like, it just got kind of like, I don't want to say foot off the, gas off the pedal but it just had more of a weirdness where the first half it was just succinct and going and but I mean it's hard I think it's also reminding that these kids are you know they're 18 to 22 year olds and it's hard when you know you've been that dominant or you feel you have and you have 24 nothing on a team that you like feel like you should beat you know well it's hard you know to not to come in with that same energy second half and um it was interesting with the crowd. I think like it just had this feel of, you know, you already clinched the division, which is good. You know, clinched it last week with Louisville. You got South Carolina at home next week. This was just an interesting middle game. You know, it's a 3.30 kick. So you got some time for people to get in, but it's a little bit colder. You know, it just, it was really interesting. It's senior day because, you know, you moved it up because it's not, um, not, you know, not, you don't want to play with, with South Carolina. So you got that part of it. Um, and I think overall, like, like they played well and they finished, you know, finished the game. Um, Davis Howard had a weird fumble and, you know, DJ, you know, had the interception and everything, but early, yeah, I think there's just some things you want to tune up. And I think it's just like, it's just a long season, you know? And I think going forward, there's just things to be aware of. And there's still things for them to talk about, honestly. Like, there's still a lot to be tracked. But there's also a lot of good things, too. And I think, honestly, you know, when you look at the landscape of college football, it really was kind of that, like, oh, almost. Like, is that, you know, is that top 10 team going to lose to so-and-so? And it only happened once, of course, and it ended up being, you know, South Carolina, which, by the way, that was... You know, that's not what I was expecting, honestly. And honestly, if you expected South Carolina to score 63 on Tennessee, I would, you know, I'd be like, okay. You know, the highest they had scored before that was 38 against Vanderbilt. No disrespect to Vanderbilt. But, like, South Carolina had only scored six points the week before against Florida, you know, and that was on a fake punt. And then Florida goes and loses to, you know, Vanderbilt. So 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, college football is weird sometimes. Um, but shout out to him and Hooker. I felt bad for him. Um, I watched him tear his ACL and, and, and really hate that for the guy. I really hope he has a speedy recovery. But, I mean, there you have it. You know, the guys from Columbia are the ones who got the big upset. But, you know, all these other teams, they struggled a bit, you know. And, and you know, Clemson's got dinged for that, for not having that, like, full, complete, dominant game. And, I mean, you got to put a little style points in it. Like, I know it, it, it's a very thin balance, I feel like, between, you know, you get argued for, you know, running up the score, and then you also get argued for getting your guys in. And uh, Dabo seems to come across as wanting to do that more, and but still running the offense. I, I think nowadays it you kind of have to just keep running it um, until they make you stop you for the most part. Um, you know, of course, there's exceptions to that, but I think for the most part, it, it especially when you're one of these top teams, you really kind of have to because you know you get looked at for margins and eye tests to try to differentiate. So there, there, you know, I imagine that's in the back of minds a little bit because then you got like, you know, and Georgia was, you know, they only won sixteen to six at Kentucky, and you know, yes, their defense showed up, but. You know, that's not this big, you know, dominant game. And then you got Ohio State, you know, was in a one-score game until the very end with a Maryland team on the road, you know, who was 6-4 and four at the time. You got Michigan, who was at home against, you know, against a tough Illinois team. And, you know, a couple things go differently. You know, Michigan might have gotten that loss at home. And so, and then you got, you know, who else? You got TCU had to run onto the field when the last second field goal no timeouts left that was a crazy you know that was crazy um to get a field goal on the road you know at baylor then you have uh usc you know winning by a couple points with ucla and then i mean it just kind of goes on and on uh, the one that's also that's kind of frustrating for for clemson fans is um north carolina because they go and lose to georgia tech at home as a 13 he was number 13 in the country with against backup quarterback against the interim head coach at home. You have a Heisman hopeful on your team. And, and now it's like, who's going to actually be the Heisman. Uh, so any chance they were having for a playoff is like, you know, I thought it was slim going into it, but I mean, it's, you know, squash there. And so it's a bummer for Clemson because you were really wanting North Carolina to be ranked as high as possible. So, it's just, it was, you know, it's one of those weird days and only a couple of them actually got bit, but, uh, by the, by the upset, however, I mean, college football is weird and, and we go into it thinking we get, we're going to know all these things. And sometimes we just get some interesting days and that was what Saturday was. So I think going into that and then you have Clemson doing what they were supposed to do, you know, like, yes, are there things to be improved? Absolutely. You know, turnovers have been a concern, but at the same time, like, I mean, Dabo said it, and, and I see it too. I don't remember the last time that Davis Allen has ever fumbled. Like, that was weird, you know? I mean, it, sometimes these things happen, you know? And I think it was just, it was good to see them bounce back. I think I would like to see, I would like to see a complete game, but also, I I, I don't know. I mean, to hold a team under 100 yards, that's still impressive to me. So, overall, good win. Still a lot of good things to be improved. It was good to see guys like Kid Klubnik in there, um, senior day, you know? Drew Sweeney got the ball in there. He was one yard away from a touchdown. I was wanting it for him. Um, 
definitely had some good things to say about that. If you want to check out the press conference, I thought that he had some really insightful stuff with that. And just, it was just, it's fun to see, you know, it's fun for me on those days because it's fun to see some seniors. You had, you know, Luke Price catches first ever touchdown wide open, you know, leaks out in the end zone. I thought that was super cool. I just, I think there's parts of that with football that, um, it's just good. You know, a guy like that who just works hard, does his job, you know, you know, blocks for a lot of stuff and just, it was just cool to see him get a touchdown. I love that. Um, and how excited these guys get for each other. So it's, it's South Carolina week and, you know, and, and it's really hard to make it this game. And, you know, honestly, it might take me a couple of days to get a better feel because it's like, who is this team? <laughs> you know, you have, but you think you have them a little bit more figured out coming into it. And then they go and score 63 and Spencer Rattler comes out and almost like doubles his touchdowns in, in one game against, you know, against Tennessee without their top two running backs. And they got bell running the ball as a tight end. And it just, it, there's some interesting things now. However, I do love for Clemson that it's in death Valley and not Williams Bryce. Cause if it was in Williams Bryce. Be a very interesting game, you know, but being in death Valley, I, I think it doesn't make me as concerned. However, there are a lot of things you got to watch out for. And, you know, take for example, special teams, you know, Beamer likes to likes to, you know, get a little creative in that. And they've been known for blocking some punts and having a strong special teams this year. You know, had the blunt uh, uh, blocked punt, you know, against Notre Dame. And so a lot of things to talk about. We'll hopefully get to talk about that later in the week. But um, honestly, we'll need a few days to do a little bit, just get a better feel on like what that game will be. Right now it's a 14 or 14 and a half point spread based on who you look at. Um I think that that could be about right, but you know, if I were to call right now, that feels like it could be like a ten-point game that turns into like you know, like a later score kind of game. But again, it just feels a little earlier. I'd be curious to see like with Dabo's press conference and hearing just more from the week and just kind of seeing who's available, getting more of a feel for the game, and getting to do a little bit more research in South Carolina. Hopefully, just getting a better feel for that. So there you go. That's the Miami game. Um, uh, that's that's kind of. You know, all I can say with that. But yeah, would love to hear y'all's thoughts on the game and just um, what you thought of the, just, the, just the Clemson win on Saturday. Um, just the first time I got in a while to go in person, which I thought that was pretty cool. Getting to see the scoreboard in person. I know more, more of you have gotten to go. I just hadn't gotten to go um, this year just due to different life stuff. And so, I mean, you know, just the way the schedule had, had folded for me. Um, but yeah, I was just, it's a fun experience, you know, in the scoreboard, it's, it's pretty cool. And also shout out to that kid who was dancing to the gritty the whole time. I mean, it, it, he just felt like, it's like, Hey, if that's not like in super smash brothers, you know, you, you play that kid. If you've, you've played that game where if, you know, they just keep hitting that X button, it, it, it you gotta stop it. I mean, they keep coming to him. He's going to keep doing the gritty. So I loved it. I thought that was really fun. Um, but just jumping into a couple other sports, just wanted to shout out um, men's soccer. Um, they unfortunately lost to UCLA at home in the second round, uh, two to one, as the number five seed. So their season also ends like similarly to how um, the women did. Um, similar fashions, just losing on the road. You know, it's I mean at home. Excuse me. It it's it's tough. I think just the margins in, in in soccer, especially in college soccer, are very tough. And I think that's what's just been impressive. What 
Coach Noon especially has done, you know, them winning last year, going to a couple college cups before that. And um, so he's got a good program there. I, I hate it for those guys, especially losing at home like that. But it's tough, man. And so um, shout out to UCLA. But I mean, great win. I mean, great season, you know, getting to the ACC championship game and having a lot of turnover, whether it be injuries or guys going pro or moving on. Um, just want to shout out those guys and um, that, you know, they'll be back next year. We had um, women's basketball. They hosted um, South Carolina and, you know, that, it, you know, that game happened. Uh, it's, it, it's tough for those ladies. I know that like it, it's super tough when you play in like arguably the best conference in women's basketball. And then your rival is the number one team in the country who, won the national title and maybe better now i mean it was closer with stanford you know obviously a, a totally different ball game but from a clemson perspective uh, today but from clemson i think it's just you kind of kind of have to watch it honestly um i know i know they're already moving on to the paradise uh, jam and the virgin islands that they'll be over thanksgiving i think that's good for them to get some good competition but also just kind of get away just get to play some basketball and you just kind of have to watch that a little bit um i mean south carolina was just huge honestly and you just really have to capitalize on a team like that early and i mean they just weren't missing three outside i want to say they were like eight for eight at halftime from three i mean just not a whole lot you can do honestly so you just gotta move on and just wanting to keep building momentum towards acc play and really um give yourself a good opportunity you know as you go into there so uh, but overall, I mean, it three and one, and I've liked so far what I've seen. Obviously, the barring the you know excluding the South Carolina game, but it's also South Carolina, so it's kind of, you kind of also throw up your hands a little bit and 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 you move on and just keep living in today and being present on that. So I know Butler will, Coach Butler will have those have those ladies ready to go. Uh, the men, I you know I was I thought had some good you know wins back to back. This past week, I know, like, when you look at the schedule, like, ahead of time, you know, you look at South Carolina, and then you maybe jump a little bit to, you got Iowa, and you got Penn State in the Big Ten Challenge, and um, Loyola Chicago, even, because um, you got Sister Jean, and just, you you, know, you recognize them a little more, but you're like, USC Upstate, okay, know them, um, and then um, Bellarmine, you know, Bellarmine. Uh, I didn't know who they were, you know, I hadn't heard them as much going into the season, but doing a little more research and, and just, you know, I was impressed with them. I mean, they obviously beat Louisville. I mean, as you heard before on the podcast, if you listen, you know, Terrence Ogles, BTO, he was warning, he was warning us about them and keep our eye on them. You know, they made the tournament, won their conference and just, you know, teaming out of a son, but, you know, doing a lot of swing passes, you know, not as much dribbling and, you know, a lot of interchangeable pieces it was tough. I mean, I was just really impressed with that. But going back to UC Upstate, I, that one could have been a low game. You lose it two points at home in a tough game where you don't play as well at South Carolina. You know, not how you wanted to go in there. But a good, you know, you get PJ Hall back, but he's bouncing back, and it, you know, I, I thought that was a good opportunity for them, and I thought they played well. Uh, just getting a good win, you know, and getting that back on the home court and just doing well with that. Um, so I, I thought that was good. And then you got, you know, Bellarmine with it, you know, it, it's tough with them because they're the type of team where you have to defend the whole shot clock 
because they're going to make you, otherwise they're going to have an open cutter or a guy open for three and they make it to really stay home type of defense. Like you, you have to be careful of the chances you take because if you get out of position or you try to do something more than what you're asked for, the guy's going to cut and try to go back door. They find the open lane, shoot, give them a little bit of space. A lot of guys can shoot the three. I mean, there were a lot of threes shot in that game and on both sides. And I really thought that Clemson handled that well. And I really think that that was a better win than maybe people might recognize it to be. And I know, you know, Brunel's got a lot of stuff this year, but like it got a lot of um, criticisms over the past few years. But I, I just, I was impressed that those guys were ready to go, and um, I just, I just think that's a bigger win. Maybe I just want people to be aware of like how tough a game that was. You know, you win by ten against them, win against eleven against UC Upstate. Shot the ball from three well. I thought that was really encouraging. Um, getting PJ Hall back into the game, you know, back into the rhythm of the offense. And I think a guy I've been super impressed with is Chase Hunter um, taking over the point guard position. He really seems like it's it's unlocked in another part of his game. He's been shooting from the outside really well. So I've enjoyed that. And I just think that it's going to be fun to see as he develops. I mean, I think it's interesting. You know, T.O. points on the broadcast, and I was trying to watch for this too a little bit, that you know what you want to watch for is he's you know a guy's usually been a two guard and now he's trying to be the point is you know late they're doing the press and he's throwing the ball across court and putting the ball in jeopardy a little bit and and you're just getting used to those end of game situations and i think he will get there i just he seems like he's on that right track but it's just getting used to that you know and and i think that's what games like that are good for you know trying to close it out it's like okay listen like you made that pass tonight, but you want to make make that pass in a different, you know, a similar situation later, and like that's too risky. Rather, you at least call timeout or um, walking through. Like, it's good to like walk through those, those in practice, but it, that's why those these games are so valuable. Is that you get that experience of like, okay, this is what this feels like against a team that's going to pressure, especially in situations like when you get later into like February and March, and then you get in the ACC tournament, and then hopefully postseason. Like, those are the types of things that really make a difference late and so getting more ball handlers um comfortable with that in late game situations i think is big especially and that's why guys like again hunter tyson huge i thought he's been playing well and he's just a fun guy to watch when you have a bigger guy who can get a rebound bring the ball up it, it just makes it dynamic so he's been playing well and i'm excited for what's to come uh you know, this week, uh, Monday, you know, as you're listening to this on Monday, they've got Loyal Maryland at home on Monday, which should be a very um, interesting game as well. You know, trying to keep building that momentum. And then you got Iowa on Friday. So and they're always a tough out. And then, you know, week after that, you got Penn State, who, you know, is 5-1 on the year coming off the Charleston Classic. So and then after that, you got Wake Forest to start ACC play. So it, it, it's not an easy, you know, not the easiest road. So the Tigers, I think, are starting to build momentum, but you really want to capitalize on amenities as they can, especially getting wins with, like, Iowa and Penn State coming up, especially, you know, before you get into ACC play. So there's a synopsis of that. Um, been enjoying it so far, but lots of fun stuff. So there you have it. It's South Carolina week. We got... Clemson basketball, you know, up and coming. We've got Thanksgiving. Um, 
if I'm going to talk to you before Thanksgiving, I'm hoping to get one out before then. But um, if I don't get to, you know, just as the week goes, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Hope um, wherever you are, you're going to feel just thankful and enjoy time with family or friends or um, just enjoying all the sports that are going on. And um, yeah, I just hope that this, this can, my hope for this podcast is this can just going to be a place of a community of people who just enjoy Clemson sports and getting to hear um, my thoughts are just different people's thoughts on what we're seeing and just getting some analysis of that and just a part of your day, whether that's just, you know, in a car ride at work or taking a break. You know, I know I listen to like when I'm mowing the lawn or doing those kind of things. It's just nice to um, just it's just nice to enjoy and hear, you know, sports talk that I really um, enjoy and really just getting hit this in a little bit of a different uh vibe or live a different medium than maybe some other ways so yeah i i really appreciate y'all listening and i don't take this for granted um you know just wanting it to do getting to like going to the press box on saturday which was really cool and um i think clemson did, did a great job for me that was like my first experience with that and um i was just i i really enjoyed it i know um if you got to do that before that it's really cool but i was just i was personally i was just i felt very honored to be there and so um you guys listening and supporting that show you know allows you know me to get you know better content out for you guys and just better analysis and just getting those opportunities so for you taking the time to listen to to me i, I don't take that for granted you know so i really appreciate y'all and um yeah love any feedback or questions or comments or reviews or anything um y'all have for me um yeah remember you can follow the hill in the valley on twitter instagram facebook any of those places you can find us got a lot of good stuff out there so hoping to work on some working on some stuff coming in the pipeline in the near future um so hopefully i get to, to talk about that at a later date um but yeah for now that is all we have so thank you so much for listening guys and for now we are signing off